0: Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins.
1: Dang it, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not what.
0: And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you.
1: Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dogster Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> It is our three of the daily tip for back to presented by BetMGM. MGM. Good morning, everyone. Coming up in the next hour, a couple of great guests to get you informed and ready to make your bets for the weekend. We'll start with Scott Braun for Foul Territory TV to talk about tonight's game one of the fall classic between the Diamondbacks and Rangers. Back to the NFL for more analysis with Bobby Stanley Jr. After that, he is the player prop analyst for PicksWise, and he'll stop by for a visit. Then we will wrap things up with our best bets at 845. Chelsea, I've been meaning to talk with you about this before we get to Scott and it was pretty funny. There were a couple of kids or younger guys who were interviewing Chris DeMarco, famous golfer. And as they were interviewing him and he was very nice about this, they asked him, hey, do you know Tiger Woods? You ever played with Tiger Woods? And he could have said like, yes. Very much. Do you remember that one famous shot that he hit at the Masters where the ball was stood on the edge of the cup at aim in corner and then dropped in? Guess who he was playing? Guess who was right there neck and neck with him? That was me. And Tiger, I believe, bogey the last two holes, barely beat Chris DeMarco. So he was very nice in explaining it, and they had no idea, like just completely galaxy brain about who they were talking to. So let me ask you, have you ever talked to an athlete or... It could be in the, in the throes of your job as a journalist or in local TV or just in general, and you didn't realize that you were talking to someone who had some sort of athletic career or prowess or some sort of, some sort of fame to them.
2: Hmm. I feel like I'm pretty informed, so like normally, I don't think this would be the case. Mm-hmm. I, I would really have to think about it because I don't think so, because usually in a journalistic space, you at least do your homework on the person before you interview them, right? Like a quick Wikipedia search, you know, and you're like, okay, well, this person is pretty good at this and this is why I'm interviewing them. I remember I interviewed Larry Mize, who has won the Masters. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really know this. I just thought he was like good at golf and he had a son who was on like the college golf team in Columbus, Georgia. And I was like, huh, Larry Mize, I guess maybe we'll do like a golf segment with him. And people are mm-hmm. like, yeah, he won the Masters Chelsea. And I was like, oh, but I never did this to like <laughs> his face.
0: Oh,
1: I, the, my favorite story about this. I have one, but I want to tell this other story very quickly before we get to Scott, because it's it's so much better. I had a buddy of mine, you have to know a friend of mine, I've known him since kindergarten. And he was working in Abilene, Texas at a, at a hotel, like a Holiday Inn bar in the middle of the afternoon. And he's where it's, it's dead. And he said, one day George Strait walks in. Okay. And there's nobody in the bar. And I guess George Strait was in town to watch his son who was competing in a local rodeo, something like that. And so he said, and you have to know my friend, I wish he could tell the story. George Strait sits down at the bar. And he's like, Oh wow. It's George Strait. I'll serve him a drink. Maybe I'll, you know, I want to be cool about it. Maybe I'll say something here in a second, but you know, I kind of wait this out a little bit, and he said that <laughs> at one point early on, George Strait goes over to the jukebox. There was a jukebox in this in this hotel bar, and starts playing his own songs. And that's when oh, my buddy was such like, a flex. "Nope." He was like, "I'm not doing it now. I'm not. Now I'm absolutely not going to acknowledge who you are because you played your own songs on the jukebox." And he said he never said a word because he just hated that flex so much.
2: Oh, I kind of love it. Wouldn't you do this if you had your own music? Like people do this on like TikTok all the time where like their background music is like their songs. And so when uh, yeah. people watch their videos, it's making their songs go viral. It's such a flex.
1: Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is when I go into a bar next time, I'm going to take one of our videos and I'm going to use my phone. You know, how you can just like cast your phone onto a TV. So what I'm going to do yeah, is your- I'm going to go into a bar. Yeah, and I'm going to take one of our videos posted on Twitter, and I'm just going to like ca- cast to the TV, and it's going to pop up, and I'm going to be looking at someone like <laughs> looking up at the TV and smiling. Then be like, "Yeah, you know, just no big deal." Uh, My God, I can't imagine. it's So gross. Oh, it's the cringiest <laughs> thing ever. Let's bring in someone who never makes us cringe, who brings us joy and happiness, because we're talking about Game One of the World Series. Of course, I'm talking about Scott Braun, host on foul territory TV. Scott, good morning to you. Have you ever had an experience like this at all, or am I just being really? off
3: the reservation here good morning to you both i'm trying to think about recognition i mean are you talking about like being able to recognize athletes is that what we're covering here
1: just like anyone that maybe you run into and you didn't know exactly who they were or i'm sorry i wasn't familiar with your game that kind of thing
3: i feel like i have i can't remember um, like a specific instance or at least recently but i am a prime candidate for that especially nowadays i'm so baseball focused that a lot Mm -hmm. of things just slip right past me and actually like on the topic of golf how many golfers do you think that you could run into at the airport and identify oh not many like unless
2: you really follow golf but i think you could say the same thing for baseball like, think of yeah. how many relievers who are very good relievers that most people will never know. I think this is actually the best level of, like, fame when you are very good at your job, but, like, people don't recognize you. So you're making a lot of money. You're playing Major League Baseball, but you're not getting the flack that, like, you know, the position players get.
3: It is a great pitch to athletes out there. Now, you know, if you're a six eight pitcher or something – You're tall, like, I mean, you're screwed regardless. You could be a 6'8 accountant and you're probably screwed, right? But for baseball, (laughs) yes, you can totally get away with not being recognized. If you're even a really good baseball player in the right city, that's the other thing too. Francisco Lindor, um, you know, there's dudes on like the Mets um, that can walk around New York City and not get bothered. And, like, I'm using Lindor as an example just because I've spoken to him about this, where, forget it, in Cleveland, no chance ever, right? As soon as he basically hit the bigs. And that's the case with some smaller cities versus if you're in a big city and you're an average-sized dude. You're walking down the street, probably not going to get bothered, which is a little bit of a problem with our sport. But also, I mean, football and basketball players are generally huge. So that also helps the cause there for them getting recognized. But yeah, that's why right. golf's in a similar realm. Like for me, I was thinking just now how many golfers I would recognize at the airport. Rory McIlroy, oh. maybe. Um, Tiger. Uh, <laughs> Tiger, obviously. Phil Mickelson. Like, let's hope. <laughs> Phil Mickelson, and that's it. That's all I got. I know some other names. Like, I know Justin – I know the name Justin Scott. Never would recognize him at an airport. I would have no idea Justin who that is. Scott? Yeah. Isn't that a golfer?
2: Who's Justin Scott?
3: Oh, then maybe it's not a golfer. Isn't that a golfer? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I think you might be combi- combining golfers. I think you proved think your point. I like – Yeah, I think you actually proved your point pretty well there. But let's talk about baseball. Because I think (laughs) there are plenty of members of the Arizona Diamondbacks that people would not bother on the street. Namely, like probably the best pitcher for the Diamondbacks right now, Brandon Fott. I guarantee you he can probably walk around Scottsdale and not even get bothered about you know, signing autographs or doing whatever. Maybe that speaks more to Scottsdale, but you get my point. So let's talk about the World Series because we have a great matchup here between the Dimebacks and the Rangers, two teams that people didn't necessarily expect to be here. But I think my biggest question in the World Series is, can you continue to count out the Diamondbacks? Because so many people said, oh, there's no way that the Diamondbacks get past the Phillies. There's no way they get past the Dodgers. So once again, I'm saying, oh, the Rangers look like the better team here. Am I wrong for thinking this? Do we need to give the Diamondbacks a chance?
3: Yeah, of course. I don't think this series is tilted that far in one direction or the other. Now, at the same time, like for game one, for example, am I picking the D-backs or the Rangers? I'm picking the Rangers and go over the pick in a sec with you if you want. But... No, I don't think you can count the Diamondbacks out. And you look at how they're built and how hot they've been. And it's been the pitching. I mean, we talk to players on foul territory every day, and that's what's standing out. I mean, we've talked to multiple Dodgers, for example. And they're like, yeah, cool. Our starters did not pitch well in the NLDS. But also, we can't put up two runs. And the same thing just happened in Philadelphia. The offense got shut down. And you talk to them, and you're like, what happened? And sure, like, they didn't hit. But also, they said they didn't hit because – the Diamondbacks can pitch their bullpen has emerged as a hot weapon right now. And it's just tough to face, especially when you get past that bridge, which has still been good between starter and end of game, which we saw in the last game, Kevin Ginkle and Paul Seawald they're unstoppable right now. So that force, which turned into more than just two innings against the Phillies the other day. Good luck. If they're still pitching like that, so, I mean, good pitching beats good hitting most of the time in baseball. Now, that's not to say that the Rangers can match them in that department. But, yeah, on paper, the Diamondbacks have the edge in bullpen for me, Chelsea. As far as starting pitching, I would give the edge to the Rangers, but I I think it's pretty close. I I think it's – I would pretty much say a push, and then I would give the offensive side of things to the Rangers. I think that's a a longer, deeper lineup with more power. But – We've been proven wrong, and I bet there's people that have actually lost a lot of money on the postseason in general the last couple years. There's been a lot of upsets. I think it's fun, and it's cool, and you don't want the same teams in all the time. And baseball, I don't know. Would you say baseball is a a complainy sport, fan-wise, compared to other sports? You know, we can never change a rule. We'll see. And sometimes it's fun. Like I'm cool airing it out. It's sports. It's all good, clean fun. But it's Oh, it's always talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, here's Rangers-Diamondbacks for you. Oh, unappealing World Series matchup. Why? Because you don't, you can't recognize most of the Diamondbacks at, at the airport. So, I mean, the Rangers have star power. I'm like, what yeah. do you want? You just want the top right. two seeds to make it and have every star there. It's just not how baseball works. And I think it's cool. It's got like the March Madness upset vibe to it, right?
1: oh i totally and also then why have the playoffs we just take the number one seed each and every year and just like all right there you go like that's the that's the fun of the postseason so i'm with you on that i can't wait to see this this is only the third time i believe ever two wild card teams have met in the world series so i'm all about it when you think about being a manager on either side here and this may seem like an obvious question but how much will that play a factor because just the smallest decision can have a huge impact on every game and
3: honestly how the series plays out. There's a difference in managers with these two. So my my take on managers these days is that there are only a few guys that kind of operate on their own or okay. will make a decision on their own and say, I trust myself more than I have to listen to front office. Most managers these days have to be locked up with the front office and the famous quote, script word is used. We had Joe Madden on the other day. Cause it's funny. Joe Madden was the manager of the Rays, a team that has been super analytical and forward with how they operated yet. Joe eventually, you know, moves on to Chicago and to the angels and was quite vocal. Um, after he left the angels about how he thinks, the way that the front offices are trying to control the game, script the game, p- put percentages on everything—it doesn't make sense. And the big word that's being used by most people that I respect in the game now, both uh, managers, writers, like smart insider type writers, like Ken Rosenthal on our show, Joel Sherman and John Heyman in the sport—is the word "feel." That we're taking that away a little bit. We're, we're and I, cause I've been a numbers guy, you know, like I would say I'm, I'm probably like in the middle and a little more progressive towards how you should win a ball game and how you should construct a team. at the same time though, you, you can't just go off script and you hope that no one does. I can guarantee you that Bruce Bochy does. can't, I, I'm not guaranteeing you that with Tori Lavello. He's going to remove a pitcher earlier than uh, Bruce Bochy does, but I, I don't think Tori is like completely wrapped up in, you know, new school let's like do the jose brios toronto situation which everyone freaked out about 47 pitches in the dude's feeling it he's a streaky pitcher and you're like what i don't want to that's it that's all we gave him everybody thought that was a disaster and that was a front office overreach i don't think the diamondbacks like they're definitely going to be more aggressive because their bullpen's been great too and like brandon fought yeah it's not going to go six innings into a game because he's a rookie I think that's fine. So he, he'll ride out. Here's my complaint. Like Merrill Kelly, the other day we were, we were like, he should have stayed in that game. I think there were up three or four runs against the Phillies. I'm like, go batter to batter at that point. Kelly was pissed that he left the game. So, um, that, Bochy is going to manage more on feel than Lavello is based on how he operates more, um, in, in a new school numbers oriented way with the front office. But, I don't know if either of them are going to get burned too badly by that based on how they kind of operate,
1: you know? He's a host on Foul Territory TV. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Scott Braun. Scott, we appreciate it, man. Looking forward to game one tonight as well. Thank
3: you. Cheers. Who you got, by the way?
1: Oh, I'm going Rangers first five, half a run. Doing an outs prop. Of all the over 15 and a
2: half outs,
3: that's mine. I got I'm going Rangers money line under 11 and a half to get myself to it's almost even money. So
4: that's oh, a, that's a okay. number.
3: And I'd also just take the under anyway. The umpire sucks. Look him up. He's one of the worst umpires to all time. So we'll do that, baby, Scott. Thanks for the much. money back.
1: Let's keep it going. Coming up next, it is the NFL prop market on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM.
4: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL network. (laughs) Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. And it's for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. It's great to have you with us on a football Friday. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up in just moments, the player prop analyst for PicksWise, Bobby Stanley Jr. You know him as Prop Holiday. Chelsea, you know what I have a really hard time doing is saying no. I am really bad at this. And because I never want to let people down, but then you also have to carve out time for yourself. And today is a perfect example where I've had some friends reach out and say like, My buddy Ryan's like, hey, I'll be in town or close to town around one. Let's go have a bourbon. I'm like, okay, that sounds like fun. And then my friend Justin was like, what do you think about happy hour tomorrow? I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Let's do that. I don't know if I'm going to do this, by the way, because I have to draw a line here. And then my friends, Joe and Kelly, or Joe, texted me yesterday and said, hey, guess who's in town? Picture of he and Kelly. They're like, what are you doing tomorrow night? What are you doing Sunday morning? And then, of course, I have the lovely Catherine here, you know, my partner, my girlfriend, we got to do something. I can't have bourbon for like eight straight hours and be like, Hey honey, I'm great. So at some point you just have to say, I, I want to, but I can't. And I'm terrible with that. Cause I'm such a people pleaser, but you can get into trouble doing that because then you leave no time for yourself. And I kind of feel like that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah, we get it. You're popular. You have all these friends. No, we know, Jenks, we know, but like, <laughs> what is the pro like, can you just go to these things and not necessarily drink? Or is the problem you're not getting one-on-one time with Catherine?
1: The problem is I want one-on-one. Catherine can hum, and I want her, to, and she's great because everyone loves Catherine. So everyone's like, you know, if invite cat. But Catherine, because of our work schedules, Catherine will get off, will not get off today until five thirty or six. And I've said this before. And her law firm has a really, really bad habit of being like, hey, let's schedule a call for Friday at five thirty. Like the worst, like the, wor- I, this happens on a regular basis. And I'm like, Ugh. so I get itchy because I'm like, I've been off. I'll be off in 40 minutes. I'm ready to go and start the weekend. And then her weekend doesn't start until five 30 or six. So what's that balance between, all right, I want to enjoy myself and I'll probably start a little early, but I don't want to be so far gone that I can't get time with her. Do you know what I mean?
2: Well then schedule all of your appointments uh before she gets off. Like that guy that wants to hang out at one PM. What else know. are you gonna be doing? Like it does it cut Nothing. into your nap? That's when you say no, is if you need to sleep. That's
1: the problem. That's the problem. And also, you know how it is when you get with people like, ah, let's do one more. Nah, let's do one oh, more. Oh, that's ah, the people I'm hanging out
2: with tonight who want to go out I'm at eleven thirty PM. And I'm like, There's I have always a big
1: one weekend. more.
2: It's Halloween weekend. You know, we have a lot of Halloween activities. I have a toddler. I can't be going out till 4 a.m. on a Friday night when I have the Halloween Fall Festival at 10 a.m. on Saturday. I just can't do it.
1: <laughs> I have a toddler. That's all you need to say right there. Let's get some advice. We'll get some life advice, and then we'll also get some prop advice from Bobby Stanley Jr. You know him as Prop Holly, player prop analyst for PixWise, also host of the Prop Shop on the Believe Network. All right, Bobby. What what would you do in this situation? Do we have it all wrong? What, what's your take on this?
0: Uh, well, the first thing you mentioned earlier, you say, I can't drink bourbon all day. Yeah, you're wrong, Jenks. You totally can. You just it <laughs> throws off the rest of your weekend. It can be done. It can be. It, done, it yes. can be done. Doesn't mean you should do it. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm um I'm in Chelsea's boat with uh I can't. I mean, eleven thirty. That you're insane if you even entertain that. Uh, no, I I can't be going out late. I'm up at I was up at five there's it's, it's not possible you can't be done anymore not not when you have kids especially not my weekends are too precious to be going out at 11 and getting in at four Ugh, just
2: right especially when you have a young child that needs like your help on everything because I just need to be fully functional like I can't be hungover and chase around my toddler that is hell on earth and I will not be partaking in that so maybe I go out and I just don't drink I don't know I haven't decided But what about some of your plays for the weekend? Because we always (laughs) enjoy your props. They're always spot on. So let's start in the Jets and the Giants game. And I was kind of surprised to see a prop from this game because it doesn't feel like we're going to see a lot of offensive fireworks. But there is one player for the Jets that maybe we can trust. Who is it?
0: It's Brees Hall. It's the uh, it's the running back for the New York Jets over 68 and a half rushing yards. And the best line is available on BetMGM. MGM. So he was given the signal from Robert Sala back on October 4th, just before the Denver game. He will not be on a pitch count. There's no restrictions. We're going to play him like a number one running back. That following game against the Broncos, 22 rushes, 177 yards, 5.6 yards per carry and a touchdown. He had like a 75-yard explosive run in that game for a touchdown. Um, Then last week he plays against Philly. There was a bye week in between. Plays the Eagles, 12 rushes, 39 yards. Kind of expect that when you're playing the Philadelphia defense. Their front four is arguably the best in the league, probably up there with Cleveland and San Fran. Gets the Giants this week in the Battle of MetLife. They're allowing 4.9 yards per carry, 122 yards per game on the ground to opposing running backs. And, and Dalvin cooks already crying about his workload to his agent, to the organization. And there's a chance they may move him before the deadline. So this is Brees Hall's uh, is his opportunity to ruin. I could see him anywhere from 15 to 20 carries on Sunday. The giants don't have offensive firepower to turn this into a negative game script where Zach Wilson has to drop back. So, Brees Hall over 68 and a half, I love. And then I'm going to tinker with the alt lines. That's kind of my thing. His 100-plus yards, bring that unit size down, plus 310. 120-plus yards, put like five ten bucks on this, uh, plus 650. So loving Brees Hall in the, in the Giants-Jets game.
1: Bobby, I want you to – and you touched on it a little bit last week and we got some time here – because I want to hear your other picks as well. But can you explain to me your theory behind ladders when you make these picks on player props? Because I think it's very interesting if you really like something and a different way to maybe look at a bet.
0: I mean, a a lot of people like betting parlays and these crazy lottos me and Chelsea were talking about in the break. Um, This is a way to kind of play some juicier odds and be a little bit more responsible about it. If you find weakness in a standard line, like a 68 and a half, then there's a good chance the derivatives of that line meaning the alt lines still hold some value as well. So if I, you know, I'm a one I'm a unit better, for me $25 is one unit. I will put $25 on over 68 and a half. Then I'm going to go to, you know, 80 over 80, over 100, I'm going to bring that bet size down to $15, $10, and then when I get to that final rung of, you know, plus 650, I'll throw between, you know, 5 and 7 on that. So your total investment on the play is anywhere from one and a half to two units, but you're staggering it across different levels. So I, I've had a lot of success. I hit Alvin Kamara to, uh, not Thursday night, last night, the week before I went his alt line on receptions His over under was over four and a half played it all the way up to nine receptions hit every single rung on the ladder. So, it's a fun way to bet and get some odds and it's not as risky as a parlay. So love doing the latter plays if you find a good player prop you like.
2: I think that's an excellent point and I think unit strategy is just as important as the actual plays. This is something that I feel like is not discussed enough. So we appreciate you uh, kind of providing some insight in that regard. Let's get back to your plays because it looks like you have a game in uh, the Eagles and commanders, what you got here.
0: Devonta Smith, We're, I'm going to call this a buy low. We're not going to say he's due. That is a very hacky thing to say in this racket. We are going to say <laughs> we are buying low on his line, although he he may be due. Um, his line's 49 and a half on the receiving total. His standard line on and for the last two seasons has been anywhere from 58 and a half to 65 and a half. He's just been quiet these last few weeks. You can make the argument that his last good game was against the Commanders in week four. He had 78 yards. The Commanders are a... Ideal situation for a wide receiver. They're they're 29th in the league in opposing yards per game to wide receivers. They give up 191 to just wide receivers. Take tight ends and running backs out of the equation. Love this line for Smith. Realistically, this is four catches for him. His career average is 13 yards per catch. He gets to that four catch mark. This 49 and a half should get blown out of the water. And another situation. If I like this line, I like its derivatives. Um, Him to have 75-plus receiving yards, it's plus 250. So I'll probably bet 10 or 15 on that and 25 on the standard line for Devonta.
1: We're talking with Bobby Stanley Jr. You know him as Prop Holiday. He is the player prop analyst for PicksWise, also host of the Prop Shop on the Believe Network and co-host of Bankroll Blitz as well. Okay, let's transition to the NBA here. I love that you're already dipping the toe in the water. I'm still sort of waiting for a little bit more of a sample size here, but you like to play on Paolo Boncaro.
0: I do. I love Paolo. um, He's a sophomore now. He's a power forward for the Orlando Magic. He's a dookie. His line last, I would say, Wednesday night, which was kind of opening night. Obviously, it was Tuesday, but real opening night was Wednesday. I think his line was 22 and a half. It was too high. Now we get 19 and a half against the Portland Trailblazers. He had 12 points in game one against Houston. The game was never really close. He had six field goal attempts, three in the entire second half. Just a very uncharacteristic game, and I think Orlando as a team came out hot. Now he averaged 20 points per game as a rookie. I like his matchup against the Trailblazers. Jeremy Grant, um, not very strong in the post. He may be able to take him out on the perimeter, but they, the Portland Trailblazers – Gave up 54 points in the paint against the LA Clippers. I went back and rewatched that game yesterday. I liked a lot of what I saw, at least from the Clippers. Um, but I think this is a good matchup for Bancaro to, to make his presence known early and often. DeAndre Ayton, new trailblazer. He's gonna have his hands full at Wendell Carter and Jonathan Isaac. I don't think Powell gets much resistance, and this line is at his season average as a rookie. So I'm taking game one. I'm throwing it out, out the window. Uh I like 19 and a half for Bancaro.
2: Where do you start for NBA player props? Because I think it's difficult for me because it's early in the year and you don't have a sm- uh, much of a sample size for some of these new players, mm-hmm. but also, I guess you could look at it as some of these season averages. Last year could be way different because there's players on new teams. There is, you know, players that have departed and maybe there's more usage there, yeah. how do you start your handicap, uh, this early in the NBA season?
0: It's hard. It's hard early on in the NBA. You're really just building a data set for yourself. Um, And these guys, they're not showing up in shape. It's not NFL where you have to hit the ground running week one. Um, They're playing themselves into shape the first 10 to 15 games. And the rotations are playing themselves out. I mean, I look at the Lakers last night. Darvin Ham is throwing every combination imaginable. He's going five or six deep in his bench. So betting on the the tertiary pieces, betting on the bench guys, very, very risky because you don't know how minutes are going to shake out. I'm a big minutes guy. You find someone's mm-hmm. career average points per minute. I know that sounds very trivial. And then you try to project their minutes. And that will probably give you an objection to start off with. And then you work from there. Obviously, a guy like Bancaro, um, he is a small data set. He has one year under his belt. That is all we have to work with. But I like 19 and a half considering a sample size of 75 games is, is, is a decent enough sample size. But I go points per minute. I take a look at points in the paint. I take a look at pace, um, defensive efficiency. But at the end of the day, if you're going to log anything, you're going to be on the floor. So minutes is really where I start for these guys. And it can be hard to peg them down when you're when you're betting on bench guys early. Start betting on bench guys, um, I would say, in the, in the November, early December time frame. Made the mistake myself last night with Rui Hachimura, but start with your starters early on, and then we'll go from there. He is player prop analyst for PicksWise, host of the Prop
1: Shop on the Believe Network, and co-host of Bankroll Blitz as well. Find him on Twitter at Prop Holiday. It is our friend, Bobby Stanley Jr. Bobby, always a pleasure, and I am taking your advice, which I think is applicable to everyone. You can start drinking bourbon at one, but it doesn't mean that you should. I think that's just good advice all the way around. (laughs) thanks bud guys have a good weekend you too Uh, i like when i get prop advice and life advice at the same time but i like that he's actually creating and beginning his own sample size set where he is i wish i were that advanced and i don't claim to be where if i'm looking at numbers i'm looking at numbers that other people are gathering for me on the internets on the information superhighway but someone like Bobby, who goes into the metrics and numbers and does such a deep dive, he's creating his own set of numbers.
2: Well, also you've got to remember he's doing mostly and only props. This is where this time of year is really tough for people like us who are supposed to have an eagle eye view of everything. It can be so hard to budget time to go really in the weeds with things. I tell this to people all the time, the sharpest handicappers are the people who are the most specific. Like, remember Mm -hmm. when we had Jason Scott on the show uh, over at BetMGM VP of Trading, who told us about the groups of handicappers who are simply betting on one thing. It would be like rebounding props in the NBA. And they'd have like 50 people, you know, doing this one thing. And that's Mm -hmm. how you really get good at something. So I know it's fun to bet on all sports, but usually it feels like you specialize if you really want to be incredibly sharp at something.
1: I think that's a a really good point. I want to ask Ed Egross about this sometime and i'm not even kidding because he is definitely a numbers and analytics and metrics guy and guys like that who are very well versed in numbers tend to have their own programs or proprietary algorithms i mean they get really into it which makes them very sharp but for me i'm like uh hey this guy's only given up three runs in his last two games i like to keep the math pretty simple so the guys that are sharp sharp for a reason coming up next year on the show It has been a winning week for just about everyone on this show, except for the Dongster, and that is just fine with me. Let's go into the weekend with some winners. That's coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. That's Bet next.
4: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by (laughs) BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. (laughs) Let's get back to the daily tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BET MGM on the BetQL network. Bring it back to the show!
1: I was gonna sing it the best around and. I don't know if made my ribs hurt. can't do it. I'm lucky to be alive. Good morning, everyone. It's a Friday, a football Friday in the Daily Tip for Becky UL, presented by BetMGM. Best bets coming your way in just a bit. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. All right, Chelsea. Enough of my nonsense about drinking bourbon with whoever's texting me today. We'll figure that out. I'll figure that out as we go. What are you doing this weekend? Don't you have a fall festival near Hendersonville that you're going to tomorrow?
2: yeah haven't i haven't already complained about my weekend plans uh, enough Let's already but i have some friends coming into town and they're going to be going out very late tonight so i think i need to game plan here do i need okay. to take a nap to ensure that i can stay up this late or because i have Whoa. a lot to do today do i postpone the nap and just try to drink a lot of coffee because we have uh trunk or treating tonight we have the fall festival tomorrow morning. Trunk or treating? And, well, it's it's for kids. Uh, it's not for okay. me. It's when okay. uh, they have a bunch of people dress up their cars, kind of like Halloween, and you park them all in a row. Oh. And so kids, instead of going from house to house, they go from car to car, and you open up your trunk, and you have candy in there. So it's like an easier way to trick or treat. But then also we have a birthday party on Saturday afternoon so like oh i got gosh. a lot of stuff for blake this weekend and i have these friends in town that like to drink and carry on until the wee hours of the morning <sighs> i am bracing for impact because it feels like one of those things that once you get around your friends that like to party yeah you kind of give in a little bit like my yes. goal is only to stay for an hour but i don't know if that's an attainable goal oh
1: good luck this is kelly and ariel good luck Good luck, Chelsea. An hour. You are braver than I am. I don't know how you're gonna pull that off. Here's the thing. This is where Red Bull is your friend. And because I don't believe you drink it on a regular basis, it will have it will have a strong effect on you as far as you needing to stay awake if that's what you need. If you
2: can't No, now. it's uh it's espresso martini time, girl. Oh I feel like <laughs> we talk about espresso martinis all the time. I think it's a show favorite. And a favorite, I think of a lot of people who work normal jobs, who have to like wake up early. And we wake up even earlier than those people. So I feel like our official show drink should be the espresso teeny.
1: Oh, that's fine with me, because you get the best of both worlds right? You stay up and you get a little booze in your system and it's a good ba- it's good for your body. It's good to have the balance. <laughs> it's good for
2: your body. <laughs> this is a health show now take only health advice from us here at the daily tip
1: listen it's like we were talking about early if you're gonna drink bourbon you can drink it just don't start at one be better to your body maybe you postpone it a couple hours and then you have a drink if you're gonna have the booze hey balance it out with a little caffeine in other words be good to yourself
2: yeah maybe your body isn't a temple but at least don't make it a bar like something in between, <laughs> like maybe yes. a restaurant where there is some drinking going on, but it's mm-hmm. home to more than just drinks.
1: That's my problem is Chelsea. I'm, I am the worst at, I'm, I don't apply peer pressure that often, but man, I'll, I succumb to it in the most easiest Same. way possible. Yeah. I, that's my, We're problem. Both I like just that. don't, I, yes. Like you, if you say, oh, come on, just do one more. I'll be like, nah, okay. I will. Hey, hey, just, just like a mini shot, a mini shot before we go, a mini shot. I'm like, I mean, it is mini, okay. So yeah, that's my problem. Saying no it goes back to what I was saying originally. Saying no is tough for me.
2: Well, if I'm remembering correctly, it was you that was buying what? Jello shots for the entire crew when we were that's in true. DC. So I don't ever appear apply peer pressure. Yeah, Jenks. <laughs> sometimes you're the problem. It's you.
1: That's your also. Just for the record. I believe the second round of those were completely free. So, I mean, come on. What am I supposed to do? That's just common sense. Say no when the people at the bullpen are saying, here's some free shots for you and your crew. What am I going to say? That would be rude. Just trying to be a nice person. That's my...
2: Yeah, we never say no to free alcohol. Never. We just don't. <laughs> we just
1: don't. Coming up next on Backyard Daily, John Dago from 444 and BetSperts will be along to talk about the NFL weekend. If you missed our chat with Scott Braun from Fat Territory TV and his take on tonight's game one between the D-backs and the Rangers, you have to download the pod. easy to do. Download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's about that time.
0: Time to place your bets.
1: So, this little role you've been on has been awesome. So, let's hear what you're on tonight.
2: All right. Best bet of the night for me is going to be a play in the World Series. I'm going to take Ranger starter Nathan Avaldi over his outs prop of 15.5 for minus 125. If you look at outs props in the postseason, They are completely situational. This is game one of the world series for a team that doesn't have a whole lot of faith in their bullpen. So I think the leash is going to be longer for Nathan Avaldi. This is the first game in the series. We're not talking about game seven here. And also Nathan Avaldi has hit this over in every single postseason game thus far. The leash has been really long. He's had two starts where he has thrown 98 pitches. So it feels like he's not on a pitch count at all he's had at least 88 pitches in every single game and he's on full rest here he gets a full five days rest uh when facing this dimebacks lineup uh and he's been really good in the postseason too so that goes into the handicap as well you need a pitcher to be good efficient and with a long leash nathan avaldi this year in the postseason four and zero with a two four two era Plus, the little layoff here, I think, benefits the pitchers as opposed to the hitters. So let's take the outs prop on Nathan Avaldi over 15 and a half outs for minus 125.
1: I like that play quite a bit because I will also be on Rangers' first five run line at minus 115. Do I have the guts to play it? No, I probably should. I'm debating it, but I think I'm just going to stick with one play in college football. I'm going to go Ohio State or Iowa State, I should say. Iowa State, money line. Minus 145 at Baylor. Here's why. I, I've seen a lot of projections out there that say Iowa State should be a maybe a bigger favorite than they are. Right now, I believe they're laying two and a half, three, depending on where you get it. But I just think playing the Cyclones outright is the way to go here. And this is a great matchup for Iowa State because Baylor wants to throw the football. That's what the Bears do with Blake Shapen. The issue for Blake Shapin is as talented as he is, he is really injury-prone. Uh, Sat out a couple games earlier in the season. He has not been the same type of quarterback. And the Bears cannot run the football. They average less than three yards per carry on the ground. So they are absolutely one-dimensional. And that means they're playing into the strength of the Cyclones football team because the Cyclones aren't great on offense. Now, they are much better at the explosive play from time to time, but they are great defensively. And so I don't see Baylor moving the ball enough on Iowa State to win this game. Cyclones minus 145 on the money line in Waco is my favorite play of the night.
2: Ooh, Baylor, Iowa State. Not sure if I'm gonna be tuning into that one, (laughs) but I will be checking the box score for yours truly, because I do want my teammate to win. What about the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball?
0: Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs>
2: that's right it may be spooky season but it's always eight ball season here on the show if you are new to the program every single day we ask a magic eight ball that we bought from the toy store if he likes our pick so let's do it nathan avaldi over 15 and a half outs for minus 125 against the diamondbacks tonight a ball do we like it a ball says outlook not good great brand wonderful awesome How about Iowa State Moneyline against Baylor? 8Ball says, as I see it, yes. Which is strange because the 8Ball does not have any eyes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, 8Ball, if you're not going to support Chelsea, then you can just forget about it. It's either all in or all out. If you want to check out the eight ball, if you want to stream each and every show on the BetQL Network, ah, it's so easy. You just go to twitchtv BetQL, twitchtv BetQL. All right, one play for each of us. So now that means it's time to bring in that big old mound of loving. It's time to get crazy with Double D's College Football D Gen Parlay. I'm going to be honest, Jake. I'm, I'm going to take that as a win that Chelsea had no idea No idea. it was me that you were talking about. Thanks, Chelsea.
2: I, I thought it was you. I was like, what are you talking about? I thought we, <laughs> I forgot we do David's parlay every single week. So, David, the floor is all yours.
1: All right. So, real quick, because we're short on time. I've got Florida plus 14.5 versus Georgia. Southern Alabama minus 10.5 versus Louisiana. Wisconsin plus 14.5 versus Ohio State. UCLA minus 16.5 versus Colorado. North Carolina minus 11.5 at Georgia Tech. And of course, James Madison minus 20.5 versus Old Dominion. Total odds are about 47 to 1. $10 is going to win you. Let's go. Let's get it, Double D. Let's go. Yeah, Chelsea's reaction was priceless. Like, who is, oh, it's Double D. And I know you love your Dukes, Double D. Good luck on your parlay. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet. You know the deal. Download the BetQL app to become a better, better. The BetQL computer, the mainframe that the Donkster is running in Des Moines, says beep, boop, boop, beep. Penn State, number 10, Penn State laying 32, hosting Indiana. Oh. Also, okay. Chiefs, minus seven at the Broncos. Let's bring in our guy, Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily, and find out what is coming up in mere minutes. Good morning, Joe Oh. Oh, good morning, guys. You know, it's a Football Friday uh, World Series starting. Just a few things going on in the world of sports. So that's happening. And also happening this weekend, Chelsea. I'm looking forward to uh, the showdown. I just realized you against Ian McMillan. Are you guys going to be fighting Titans-Falcons this weekend? Or I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure he's already us. said
2: something dumb and inflammatory. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But, like, come on. The Titans have a backup quarterback? I don't I don't have a lot of faith in him, but, like, oh. they are getting points. But you know whatever what? Ian says, I'm sure is stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was on the show yesterday. The biggest fraud in the NFL is now the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's the latest. Oh, oh.
2: great. Steelers. Joe,
1: thanks for coming believe in, in and in fanning, fanning the flames right before the end of the show. It's <laughs> exactly what I wanted to see. Have a great show yourself. That's it for us on the Daily Tip from Bank UL presented by GM for Chelsea, Bill Roland, Matt David Double D Dykstra and the Dongster. i Michael Jenkins. Good luck on your bets. Stay
0: fit. I'm...
4: You've been listening to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. <laughs>